Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey. Bobby Moore and Sir Jeff Hurst. The Trevor Brookin and Billy Bones. Paolo DiCaprio. West Ham United. Good evening, good morning, or good afternoon. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast! Season 8, episode 22. My name's George, I'm here with Sean. Hello, Sean. Hello, George. It's so good to have you back, to hear oh, those excellent. dulcet tones of yours yeah, from, isn't it great? from the highlands of Scotland. The Hebrides. Hebrides, the outer Hebrides. Uh, John's here. Hello, John. Hello. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Thanks. What are you up to? In my loft, talking to you. Excellent. And Nigel's here. Hello, Nigel. Hello. Hello, Nigel. Where are you? In my front room. Eating. Uh, is he eating? Are you eating dinner? Nuts. <laughs> Nuts for you too. Peanuts. Peanuts. Salted or roasted? Salted. Nice. You know a story about that, don't you? Peanuts. Yeah, my family used to sell them down the market. So professional, this, this dude, isn't it? We're so bad. professional. Broadcast quality. What was it Ian Dale said about us? Um, something about being not the natural ready. broadcasters or something. Not, yeah, no, not no, natural yeah. broadcasters. Yay! I'm proud of it. Uh, absolutely. So we are here to talk about West Ham. Uh, we played. What games have we got to cover? Is it just? It's just Palace, isn't it? Yeah. Eagles. We played Palace away from home at Sellers Park on Saturday at three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. None of us attended. Even though one of us had a ticket. One of us had a ticket. I did have a ticket, yeah. You did have a ticket. Uh, But none of us ended up going. Did we all get to watch the game? Hell yeah. Yeah. Hells to the air. We did. John, did you get to watch the game? Yes, I did, because of our mate Woody, who sorted us out, pointed us in the right direction to sort out my viewing issues. Nice one, Woody. Thank you, Woody. Uh, so, what do we think? Let's start with you, John, with your new setup. My new setup. We watched it together, George. We did, yes. Yeah, I you, have to. you were helping me you were in a construction project in the garden. Well, I would say helping. Construct- just, just. So, excuse me. How how is how is your finger? 
It's actually very sore, yeah. <laughs> He's saying he didn't help John. Well, he moves stuff. Every time he does anything like that, he hurts himself. Past a pencil. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not skilled in, in that field, so I'm afraid I, there's well, only so much I can offer. <laughs> Wee. Wee. So, yeah, we, we watched the game. Um, it was a good game, first off. It was very good. We we enjoyed it. it. We had we were seen to be following our previous pattern of doing quite well, getting opportunities. If only we could finish, we would win these games by more goals. But um, we we done very well first half, and we didn't do very well second half. They were all over us the second half. And I think we struggled what, to contain them. What you call a game of two halves, isn't it? It was very much so. Oh, cliche. No, you were only going to say it, Sean, weren't you? Yeah, I was. Yeah. You had that you had written that down, ready up. to go. Yeah, Game of two hours. Sorry, ruined that feeling. It was uh, a bit frustrating to watch second half. We we just sort of... I mean, Anderson particularly shone first half and was nowhere to be seen second half, which was like what well, actually stood out for me in the, in, the, in the game of two halves is how contrasting his performance was but yeah we well, I think we've done all right to get a draw in the end or even though they should yeah. have been down to 10 men yeah and you know various other incidents but well, I I described it today as we could have had four in the first half but they could have probably had five in the second half so you know I think it's probably a fair result and it all comes to it but like you said I think Mil- Milovievic was lucky to still be on the pitch Sean what do you think well, first of all, John got me in a bit of trouble. Oh, yeah. So, uh, John, I, I was watching the game and I thought Fredericks didn't have such a good game. And and some of that was reinforced by John saying, Fredericks just isn't up to it, right? So I wrote a blog after the game <laughs> saying, Fredericks blows his big chance. And and I went on to say that Fredericks, it, you know, he'd, he'd been given a chance by... um. Pellegrini after a good game against Liverpool and he'd blown his chance um, and maybe he just wasn't ready to make that step up and, and Pelle, um, Pablo Zabaleta was the better thing. I got so much grief over that blog. It was a wrong article. I just got grief all day long saying, well, it's my opinion. It's my opinion and John's opinion. No, I didn't throw you under the bus, John, as well. Well, I, um, I just said he ain't, I don't think he's good enough. Well, well I, yeah, I know that's I what you that think. To, I said that to you. That's the thing. I, I didn't really that one that here. I shared that view with everybody a... in the world, John. Yeah, but well, didn't you watch the game? Yeah, that's I did watch the game. Well, and I didn't well, think. Right, I so, thought. Listen, that was a shocking article. <laughs> and I read it and I thought, my God, has he got nothing else to write about? And then I read the rest of Carrot and you and realised you didn't have anything else to write about, to be fair. There's, there's 13 days news, no football. So well, yeah, but, that's, yeah, but you set the bar pretty low with that well, No, the next article was about, have we made a mistake with an out of it? Which you, you gave me grief about that, Nigel. Well, as I said, a slow news day on Sunday. You, you was pumping up crap for like most of the morning. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I well. just don't know where that came from. You yeah. can't anyway, blame John. I would like to put the co-author down the as John. Huh? You watched I the did, game I as didn't well. Think, I didn't think, maybe I'm a bit biased, and, and I did apologise on Twitter afterwards to say, look, if I've got it wrong, I've got it wrong. I don't <laughs> think, overall, <laughs> Frederick 
Oh, is dear. the real deal. I don't think he's ready. I'm not sure he's going to be our number one long Second game um, back from injury. And hang on, yeah, I know that. And, oh, you were the ringleader of all these people who gave me grief, the normal suspects, <laughs> the normal anti-bald lot. But I'm prepared to say I was wrong on this occasion. And yes, he was coming back from injury. Yes, he did. It's only one game. Yes, he did have a good game against Liverpool. But I'm still thinking... Pablo Zapaleta is our number one right back and Fredericks is not quite ready. He's good going forward, don't get me wrong. I just don't think he's a very good defender. That's my personal opinion. And sometimes I'm entitled to my personal opinion. Well, it wasn't your personal opinion. You formed that opinion after I said he wasn't up Yeah, you just it. wrote what John said. <laughs> I said he well, wasn't up to it. And, and you, I would say it wasn't your personal opinion. I formed that opinion by the fact that he was getting ruined time and time again. Yeah. Why? My view was he should be substituted, which eventually he was. He yeah. was getting although cane. people said he was only substituted because he was tired. Anyway, uh, I, I'll start with get, my. He was getting done time and time again. Yeah, and he was at fault quite one a of few the times. But Finn yeah, left exposed. Really. Say so that again. Sorry, he had no one with him. He was left exposed against. Yeah, I, yeah. one of the best wingers going. Yeah, and we what, what's your view of? We know what John's point. view of Fredericks is. We know what my view of Fredericks is. George, what is your view of Fredericks? I'm I'm of the opinion, give him time. I'm with Nigel. It's the second game back from, from injury. He didn't look so great in the second half, but then a lot of the team didn't. I thought he did all right in the first half. I'm with John. He should have come off earlier. And when he did, I thought it was the right move. I'm pretty sure they would have probably scored a winner if, if they'd have kept him on the pitch because Zaha had the better of him. For most of that second half, but first well, half, Zaha he, he should well. have been on the pitched, and and that's the first point I want to bring up about the match. Going back to the match, well, I don't need to make Zaha, excuses, though, do you? No, but he shouldn't have been on the pitch because you know a very cynical move by Palace and him to appeal his red card and his sorry suspension um, to to play West Ham. And so West Ham a, have never done that. Well, I'm sure they have. Do you know what I would do well, if I was the FA? I'll give him a two match ban now well, because he appealed do. it. Huh? They will do. If they think Good. it's a frivolous appeal, they'll do that. It was a frivolous appeal and it was done only so they could get, they could, so he could play against West Ham. But so, anyway, he did play. Yeah, he he did a score against goal, us. didn't he? <clears throat> he got a very was, uh, goal. To start off with, uh, let me give you a stat attack first. Crystal Palace had 57% of the possession. West Ham had 43. That means... Uh, Palace had 25 shots, five on target. West Ham had six, four on target. So when it comes on target, I suppose um, we didn't do too bad compared to them. And a draw was a fair thing if we just look at that. Um, I was surprised at the lineup. I know he kept the same. I thought he would have started with an Altovic. I don't know if he's sending out a message to an Altovic. Did he come on the pitch? I don't know whether he, he thinks he's not quite match fit. I don't know what it was, but when Anousevich did come on, I don't know, his body language said he didn't want to be there. I know you said, Nigel, and I won't steal your thunder, he wasn't getting any service, it wasn't his fault. But I just don't think that's the Anousevich. In the Wolves game before he got injured, in this game, he just doesn't seem to, his body language says everything, but he wants to be there, and I think he's still got the ump. Um, we probably deserve, I think Pellegrini was right, we probably deserve the draw and probably not the win. I thought luck ran with us. And again, the man of the match by a long, 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 long way was Fabianski. 
Um, saved us quite a few times. Some good saves. Uh, Declan Rice had a good game. Um, I thought I thought Anderson did all right. I think you're right. He did better in the first half. It was a game of two halves, and um, we just didn't follow through on the second half. And I think it was two drop points um, because I think they were there for the taking. Um, and yeah, it, it's it it was disappointing. Yeah. Disappointing. Nigel, we haven't heard much from you. What, what what's your thoughts? I thought we were lucky. I thought we were bang lucky. The first half, we had the better of it, but they absolutely annihilated us in the second half. People can complain about Arnautovic coming on doing nothing. When did he get a chance to see the ball? We we dropped so deep and backed off when we were scared of, of their front three and when they brought Batshuayi on. They, they, you know, they had Townsend on, on their right, Zaha on the left. You know, they were a proper attacking force. I'd argue that the bloke, it was a 50-50 whether he should have been sent off Milajevic or whatever he's called. Um, it weren't that bad a challenge, to be fair. It was a yellow. It, it was a it yellow. It was a yellow if you didn't have a yellow. So you think That's, you think they're two different things, yeah? Yeah, I think there's two different things. You you can give someone a yellow if they've not already been booked, and then they do the same thing again. You go, look, come on, have a look at yourself. And I think that's what the ref did. But because if that was a West Ham player and you'd got sent off, you'd all be screaming about how harsh it is. So to me, you can't have it two ways. Well, I remember Freddie Picione being booked for a second time for a what is a standardised bookable offence and getting sent off. Do you remember that when he jumped in the well, crowd? Yeah, but he jumped in the crowd to celebrate a goal, wasn't he? But what, so what's, what, what's a yellow card and what's well, not? Well, the referees see that as a mandatory yellow card. Where a tackle, uh, a, a tackle is not a mandatory or a foul. It's not a mandatory yellow card. Jumping mm. in the crowd is a mandatory yellow card. I th- well, certain tackles are mandatory yellow cards and I think that that counts as one. No, I don't. And this is where football goes because it's a bit subjective, isn't it? It's down to the referee yeah, on the day Opinions. to decide. And you know, it's not when I have an opinion. On the well, it's usually wrong, Sean. Your yeah, that's why. But I just, you know, I, I, I had a, a nice little chat with someone on Twitter who, who, who apologised to me today because they watched the game back. They were at the game and watched the game back on match day and realised what I was saying in the second half was. It was like the Alamo at times. You know, we, we just didn't... We, I thought we were lucky to come out with it. With, yeah, with a point. We, we, and it was one point gained, not two points. stats point don't drop. lie. They were off target, oh, stats though. don't tell you about a football 25 game. shots, but only, yeah, but only five of them were on target. Yeah, but as you say yourself, when your keeper's the man of the match for you, that tells you. Yeah. we kept. They kept breaking down our, our defence time and yeah. time again, didn't yeah, they? They, did. they? The amount of times they, they were clear, We like they put the ball through behind our line and... He was clear on goal, and you think, How's he on side? How's he, you know, yeah, but it, it wasn't was, that MacArthur miss, Marble. yeah, I know that on its own, you know, you, you got to look back. Shawai missed a couple of steers. First half, Benteke was clearing, wasn't he? Yeah, it? it's just like they did have so many opportunities. Our defense was pretty wide open. I mean, look, our goal came from a penalty where um, Antonio had his back to goal when the keeper cleared him out. So he, and he did that, that was a penalty one. though. Nigel. Oh, no, come on, no, no, or, or you... it ain't a penalty. It's a penalty because the keeper cleared him out. 
But what I'm saying is it weren't like he was about to pull the trigger and score a goal. He'd actually headed the ball away with the keeper and had been splashed. I sometimes wonder if you're a West Ham fan, Nigel. Oh, hang on. Go back and look at it. When Antonio headed the ball, did he head it towards the goal or away from it's the still, goal? It's still a foul, though, isn't it? I didn't say it wasn't, did it? The keeper cleared him out. What I'm saying is... Ster- Sterling did the same thing in the City if, game yesterday. If he we had the ball away. Yeah, but if we hadn't... Have, say the keeper hadn't cleared Antonio out, would we have got a goal? No. No, so, but, but that's the way football works. Oh, I'm not sure. What I'm saying is, if when you, <laughs> but then the whole game might have been different because yeah, the ball have ended have been up somewhere ball, else. But therefore, it shows if we were a bit put, lucky. Put a ball in the back of the net, it wouldn't have been a goal either. We were a bit lucky. <laughs> well, no, because when you score from a penalty, it's not like you've created the chance properly, have you? The keeper's at fault there. You don't say, "Oh, yeah. attacking wise, we've done really well there." No, the keeper was an absolute idiot. But there were we did have three or four opportunities in the first half where we probably should have scored. If we could have, I remember yeah. thinking, we could have been 2-0 up with 10 minutes gone. Well, yeah. Ben Teke should have got one. It, I, I just think they annihilated. I think the second half, the first half, we had the better of it. We had the better yeah. of it. The second half, we were annihilated. Yeah. We stopped playing. I don't yeah. understand and, what happened. Yeah. And, you know, it's in our last four games, we've lost against Wimbledon Wolves. Drawn with Palace and drawn with Liverpool. It's like Grant or Holt the season. Well, yeah, it has. We've got a little bit now, of a break now. Nigel, was it the fault? How many points from safety? Was it the fault, and I asked you this question and someone else answered it, was it the fault of the third kit? We were wearing it for the fourth time. As you know, we lost against Liverpool 4 0. We lost you against Burnley 2 0. So much nonsense, Sean. Yeah, we lost against. He was scrapping AFC around. Bournemouth 2 0. What were the games we wore that again? Couldn't look the, it up for himself. Yeah, well, someone found it out. You didn't know. Oh, the, is I the did, I didn't tell you. third kit unlucky? No. No, of course it's not. You sure it's not a superstitious thing? Yeah. Why don't you write an article on it, or have you already done that? Oh, of course I've written an article on it. That's why that you're scrambling around. Like, <laughs> I don't think I wouldn't have been tainted with that story. Dear. Unbelievable. Anyway, we've got a bit of a break now. The boys yeah. are off to sunny Spain. Off to Malaga yeah. for some warm weather training. Although, um, they're flying to Malaga tomorrow. Anyway. Right. Right. For four days. Mm-hmm. It was 20-day in Malaga, but it goes down to uh, 16 tomorrow, and it's 16 all week. We're having a little bit of a heat wave here. We've got a high of 15. So there are only warm weather. It's only gonna, there's only a differential between one centigrade between Rush Green and Malaga, or am I being a bit pedantic? I think it's scandalous that they're going. Really? Yeah. Why? Free Why? holiday. What? It's not a holiday, oh, though, is it? It's, come it's, on. It's a chance for them to bond and all go together, away from other distractions, to achieve all what? eat together. To and, achieve what? Which is essentially a holiday. You've just described a holiday. <laughs> no, it's Have a time them together, to... bond, and be away from all distractions and have a good time. Well. What's this? How, how would you describe a holiday? What part you of the country? You don't have to have sex when you go on holiday. Don't you? <laughs> what, what part of the country are you in as well? I mean, when was it 15? Like, no, it's going to be 15. The forecast yeah. is 15 this week. A high of 15 this week. <laughs> we got to 11 today. <laughs> we used to laugh at you. Don't you? <laughs> oh, dear. 
you went on your honeymoon. Was was yeah, it was honeymoon though. It's not a holiday. Yeah, true. Yeah, but you don't do all that wife swapping that he gets involved in, do you? No, I don't. Not yet, anyway. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So after Malaga, we've got Fulham, haven't we? We've got Fulham. That that should uh, be a win on paper, right? Fulham at home. Friday night at the London Stadium. Now, I know how you like uh, evening games, John, but this is a Friday night, so you make an exception for this one, don't you? Oh yeah, I'll be there. He's on one for the Friday night. We got yeah. a few things planned. Are we all going? Yeah, I'll be there. So yes, yeah, so there's not a lot to go on. There's been a bit of a racism row. Um, be, we've got to be a bit careful what we say because it, it's blown up. First of all, there was a Saha um, person who who shouted out effing. M blah 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 and he was caught on video. There's there's the question of why a Liverpool fan was in the West Ham any, end anyway, and I've been told his um season not season ticket but reference number will be cancelled. Um so we won't be able to buy any other tickets there. Um Oh, so he couldn't walk up with we'll use a different name and get a new one. No. Yeah, of course he could. Yeah. Um but but people don't seem to understand. It's easy to get any ticket. All you need to do is jump on the internet. As you've said, you could use a fake name. All you need is an email address. You don't even need a proper um, address because you can just sign up for a ticket, get a ticket, and straight away you can um, you can email it at home so you don't even have to have it sent to you. So it's bloody easy, as you said. You can you can use a fake name or anything, can't you? Yeah. Easy. But is it, was, it, was it Storm in a Tom, uh, Storm in a Teacup? Storm in a Tom? Anyone think it was a Storm in a Tom? A storm in a teacup, or is it right? Is it is it is it got to a point? Well, I mean, I don't hear racism where when we go to football did ages ago in in the eighties, but you don't hear things now. It it must be a minority. The way the papers are making it out, we're all racist. All, all West Ham fans are. It's one person in fifty or thousand. Nigel, I want to hear your view on this because I love what you talking about these sensitive subjects. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, for me, what the bloke said was racist. Um, it's I don't. I mean, you know, it's nowhere near as as prevalent as it as it used to be. I think it, football fans are just a reflection of society. If you take football out and swap it for any other subject, you'll find a certain very minority will say those type of things. Um, should every football fan be tarnished with that brush? No, of course not. But it happens. You know, a West Ham fan shouts that out and people start going, oh, typical West Ham fans, you know. A Liverpool fan might come up with a ditty about the Munich air crash and it's, oh, typical Liverpool fans, you know, or crying, or, you know, the one that's always thrown, always the victims. You know, when it's just individual people, um, is that wrong no, as well? Because I know at the Liverpool game, we're singing, you're always a victim, it's well, never your the, fault. The, the we're singing, is, in a pen in your hand, we're singing, sign on, sign on. Well, this is the, are, the thing are, now, what is acceptable? Are, are they allowed? It isn't. It, you know, I, I had a conversation, you know, we had the Southampton bloke making the airplane and the police questioned him. Why? Is that against the law? It's 
it's bad taste. It's really, it's you know, it's a raw thing to do and a poor thing to do. But it ain't against the law. I mean, I've done that at Wembley. They have, they've arrested him. Well, they? this is what they've I'm saying. You know, they have, yeah, they've arrested him. I, I had a discussion with my kids tonight, actually, and they looked up whatever he was said he was charged with, and it's it's like section two or section five or something. And it actually part of that is if you if you it states that if you are offensive, right. so they basically it's against the law to offend people now. Well, it's it mad. I mean, look. Listen, I'll, I'll admit, I've done that at Wembley with the Dan Busters when we played Germany. Yeah, we made the airplane da, 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 and all that. And I've, in the past, I've sung the Munich song, you know, a long time ago. Yeah. Would I do it now? No, perhaps I'm a bit, you know, I'd like to think I'm a bit more intelligent than I was when I was a teenager. Perhaps not, not a lot, people might say. But I understand, that, you know, the, the things that go on. People have need to be aware now yeah. that it is it is basically against the law to to say things that are offensive. So you, you know we we've all grown up through a period of time where football chants and you know rivalries and things we would have sung and said stupid things. It's always been near the knuckle, isn't it? Yeah, it's always been there to offend, isn't it? Yeah, to, it's to roll you know. up the other side to take the thing. You know, it's not it's not. You know, but no, you've just, got to have it, something. It, you've got to have an edge about football. There's supposed to be an edge. And yeah. I think some of the things that have gone on, you know, people have, have people got a right to be offended. But it, it don't mean yeah. anything has to be but done against the law. Well, it, is, it is now. It is. Yeah. I, I couldn't understand how they can arrest someone. All I agree, it's terrible. It's a horrible thing to do. It is timing and everything. It's just such a horrible thing for some person to think to do to someone, but they're saying and doing something. They're not, you know, in our day, that sort of stuff went on and, you know, people found it offensive, but it wasn't actually legislated against. It is legislated against now. And you've got realize I mean, that. Th- this debate has got on to Twitter. Obviously there was a debate between Jacob Steinberg and West Ham fan TV which looked like a warfare at times on social media. When Then it went on to one of the presenters on the West Ham Way radio show who's, who's since resigned. Um, it, but the, but the, see, when, but the like, like of Jacob Steinberg are representing a whole demographic of people that are essentially have criminalised it. And, you know, they, well, Jacob it's, Steinberg it, particularly has views, a problem with anti-Semitism because he's Jewish and he, he's he's been on... A recent podcast, and, and and he likes to educate. Well, yeah, but hold up, and, and the thing about that, if you take the post, I, I did put that to a very good friend of the show in America who's Jewish, and I asked him yeah. whether he thought that was anti-Semitic, and he, he disagreed. He said no, and and this is the thing: some people, some Jewish people, will see that as offensive. Some people that are Jewish won't. Now, I'll admit, I used to sing, you know, I'm going to run around Tottenham with me willy hanging out, you know, singing about what I have and haven't got. I never sung the last two bits that I thought were wrong and got added years later to the song. It never started with that in. And in a way, we've had to stop singing that, rightly so. But when a group of fans call themselves something, a word that we're not allowed not to say now, but they say it themselves, I think there's something wrong about that. 
you know, and, and yeah. especially when if you look at, you know, let's look at Kevin's post. It was done in humour. You know, he didn't do it to offend. He did it to West Ham fans as a humour. Now, there are Jewish West Ham fans. My family was Jewish heritage. My dad's family were Jewish when they arrived in the country 150 years ago. Obviously, we're not now. But does it offend? No. And that's why I asked. Well, you can't decide no, who it offends. No, but that's and who why it I went offend. to the, the, like the Jewish people that I knew and said, "Look, you see this? Are you offended by this picture and the connotation of it?" And they looked at it and went, "No, I don't actually. No." Went, yeah, but that's their view. No, so therefore, so why, right? Just because Jacob gets offended, it does it end up in this absolute storm? Because he's a journalist and he can print stories where the people in his community, so because one person is offended and because he's got this position, he can do something about it, don't mean it's an offensive post. Sometimes you've got to take it on the chin. Now, it could be right, that could be wrong, but that's, you know, would I post that picture? Probably not, no. But it don't mean, I, I think... It is interesting that um, I'll tell you a story, and I think I've told this story before. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. But often when we play, play uh, Spurs, they sing a song about us being pikeys. Now, you'll probably be aware that the word pikeys is a racist slur, and it's one of the words banned as a racist term. When I raised a complaint to... Um, <laughs> kick it out and the <laughs> FA when they used well, so you're just it uh, a year Jacob ago. There, didn't well, no, I wanted to make a point. It, there was no investigation done whatsoever, and it was dropped. It, it's it's seen as that you know certain things are and certain things are. I was making a point. I wasn't offended by the word pikey, right? But I I I looked it up. It is a racist slur term that shouldn't be used. It's covered by the the same legislation. And therefore, it should be followed up by the FA, the Premier League, etc. And if someone used it, and it happened to be on social media, and I don't know, um, a, a Tottenham fan called Winston Reed a pikey, putting it, putting a goal in the back of the net, 
then it should be treated in the same way, shouldn't it? Well, no, not if you think that it's wrong. So if you if you think that saying the Y word at a football game against people that use it is not wrong, then yourself shouldn't be offended when another word is thrown at you, if you get me drift. Anyway, we get to the point, and maybe we should move on, that it's better not to say anything about well, anything. This so, is the, yeah, but that's why I've kept very quiet. You know, yeah, know. we're completely <laughs> inclusive on this podcast. We love you know, everybody, let's, okay? Let's be Equally. grateful that the, the writer of Alf Garnet died a few years ago, because <laughs> it'd be interesting. What well, uh, basically, football reflects society, and society is getting to the point, if it's, it's illegal to offend, then football... Will, will reflect that, won't it? Basically, yeah. But it's a battle so against you, you, people of our age who, who remember football a certain way, and not—I don't want to use the word "new breed," but then the people that the generation that have come up behind us that operate in a different way. Uh, yeah, but they're—I mean—that and their opinion will be that yeah, we're so we, the dinosaurs yeah, and we, we're we wrong. will be phased I, out. See, but I find that offensive, Nigel. Do you find? Um, I, you know. But you know that is that's the the opinion will be that the way we we've we've adjusted we've yeah. changed because we realised stuff that went on in the eighties was offensive and wrong, so we curtail and we've changed. But they're just wanting that change further down the line than we were already getting to. If you see what I mean? We we're literally they just want it completely stopped. Where 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 your opinion is like well. Some of it you can be offended of. Some of it you're not offended. You, you know, you don't. So what? You can be offended. That's not against the law, but it is now. I'm afraid, and that's what they've done. So it is best not to say or shout, scream, or do anything in it. Just watch the football and have a good time. Enjoy that's the what football. I say. Yeah, that's what. Uh, go on. Say what you said, uh, George, when when you on our WhatsApp group. Can we just talk about football? Yeah, we, I think you said, can't we just go watch football? Yeah, and it's right, right, isn't it? Why can't we just watch football? Without I'll tell you why we can't go and watch football. Because yeah. we go watch football with you. You started doing all this crap a long time ago and just want stories and talk crap about all the other politics stuff this, all the time. This is what bites people in the bum. A modern day thing with all the, the, the people coming up, this new generation, of filming everything. And, the, and, and this is the thing. So much went on, but it was never filmed. So, you know, yeah. perhaps we were the lucky ones in. <laughs> but you can say that about a lot of things, can't yeah. you? It's not just, you know, on the terraces. It's no, it's every, everything now, everything is all about, you know, if if people see a dog run over now, and rather than going up the dog, they get their camera out and film it. Yeah. You don't don't see so many ghosts, I do. The ghosts don't seem to be so prevalent nowadays, do they? <laughs> if everyone's got cameras and there's ghosts everywhere, where's all the films of the ghosts? Yeah, where are they? Yeah. All the aliens. Yeah, and the aliens, you have Go on. It's Move time on. for this. Yeah. It's Facebook Twitter question time. Earlier on the Facebook page, Nigel placed on the Facebook page forward slash more than just a podcast. Recording tonight, how do you see the season panning out with only with only league placing to play for? Is it a write-off or do you think there is still life in the season for West Ham? Quite a few, as per usual. Start with Tim Sharman. 
Oh, say it then. Oh, me. Sorry. I, yeah. When you said start with Tim Sharman, well, I, well, I ain't got Tim Sharman. No, no, no. I mean, isn't that Luke's dad? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> that's what I was waiting for. <laughs> right. Yeah, Luke's dad. <laughs> do, you, do you think warm weather training is beneficial or just an excuse for a free holiday? Well, I think it's a holiday. Beneficial. Sean doesn't think it's a, it's a holiday because they're not it's doing certain things. Failure. That's what it is. Failure? Yeah. We're 10th. Uh, getting knocked out of the FA Cup. The... We should be playing in the oh, FA Cup. Christ. But no, because we couldn't put up a performance against some 10th rate two Bob team at the bottom of League One. No, but never mind, players. You can all go and have a little holiday. And don't worry, the club will pick up the bill for you as well. You ain't got to pay for it yourselves. Jolly, jolly. <laughs> but no sets. Craig Wildman, yeah, no the season ended when we went out to Wimbledon. Still gives me the ump. Planning for next season should start now weeding out the players who don't want to be here and shaping up targets for the summer. Well, not much we can do about the players who don't want to be here. Nope. We need them at the minute. Michael Malin says, I don't think the season is a write-off. We can finish between 8th and 13th. We must get rid of some deadwood. We know who they are. Taffy Woolback says, don't think the season is a total bust. If we end on a high, make it makes the summer transfers easier to get and or sell. Seems to me against Palace, we tried to hold on to the 1-0 when really we should have gone for more goals. Rhetorical question for you, lot. How quick do you reckon us Hammers fans will praise Arnie when he starts banging in the goals that pushes up the league? It's mm. a rhetorical question. Paul Mannix says, when Palace equalised, I realised the result was, and furthermore, will be academic. Not a bad thing. We might get to ground ourselves a bit. Do we need grounding? No. Nick Harvey says, evening chaps, the the season is another disappointment given our early FA Cup exit. Mid-table mediocrity beckons once again. Can't see us achieving the consistency required to challenge 7th or 8th, which is absolutely what we should be doing. Uh, he carries on, he carries on. I see the Baroness is once again showing what a hypocrite she is by not criticising Sir Philip Green and retaining her role as chairman of his retail empire. Sean, any thoughts on the Baroness? Well, this is an old story. I mean, why would she resign now um, after she's weathered the storm? There's been more revelations this week. I've seen There's been another storm. I know there has, but but if she hadn't resigned before, I don't... (laughs) <laughs> I just don't That's see that it. if she. No, I'm not defending oh, oh, thank her. You. Her time was to def- Tory boy. Tory <laughs> was, her time was to um, resign before. Go on. David White says, "Guys, what do you think of the warm winter break? How does that?" Well, you didn't do the end of McCarvey, did you? Because he also says that there's two areas on this I can help with. One is at least the new carpets going down. Oh, he's asking the questions there. He's just saying, Sean. Huh? He's not asking you questions. I don't think he needs any help. Nick, well, no, I'll just tell you, you there is a date. I'm not allowed to say it at the moment. End of March. But it is going to be soon. Yeah. And I thought we'd said it. There is, there is oh, a... Um, um, I, I'm not allowed to say. That's so. unbelievable. How long does it take to get a bit of carpet in? And uh, the Wi-Fi has been delayed, I'll tell you now, because um, when... <laughs> you'll love this story. When... Uh, LLDC LS185 the op- the French operator um, 
they had to start the contract with O2, who's, who they're buying the uh, Wi-Fi off all over again. So <laughs> it's back. To, we're not quite back to square one. But I didn't get. I the, understand uh, any of that. You just kept laughing all the way through it. The it Wi-Fi is delayed. Nick, I hope, I hope you got the help you need, mate. Liam Tyrrell said, uh, "Fredericks blows his chance." An ill-advised non-story by a certain blog site. I thought he had a decent game at Palace, despite tiring like many others. Yes, he gets caught out now and again with the high line, but let's not forget it took four games at the start of the season for the back four to get used to it. Fredericks hasn't had a run of games yet. He also looked fine versus Liverpool and one of the few to be commended at Wimbledon. All on the back of a lengthy injury absence. If the piece was designed to create a reaction, then well done. Unnecessary though and off target. P.S. How does that stand in SE25 obtain a safety certificate? There's a real story there for you. The thing about when you look at it, so those that were there, and I know what it is, the problem with it is that when you're further back, when it was, they've added like a gangway, because they put the TV cameras in that stand, they're put high up. Like we used to do in the old E stand, we used to have a camera stand like up in the roof, but the roof there's a bit lower. So they built a gangway for people to walk around, which lowered the roof. So when when you're further back in that stand, you can only see just the pitch so if the ball's in the air you, you lose sight of it and because there's no arc in the stand like you get at the london stadium it means you have to crane your neck when everyone's standing up if people sat down it'll probably be all right but where we all stand up you can't see down into the corner because we're perched down at the other corner restricted view restricted view well there's the old posts you know i yeah. quite like it though it's, it's quite i like sellers park Oh. Yeah, it's good away there. And we always seem to do all right there as well. Toby Bean says, we can use the rest of the season to take a closer look at players like Dean Garner, maybe give Chicharito a run in to see if he's worth keeping, assuming Arnie will leave in the summer. See how Lanzini fits into our team and try to build or rebuild a real team spirit so we're ready to hit the ground running next year once the bad apples have moved on. Always next year. Rob Absalom says, I like Fredericks and think he has potential to become a regular in the side, but I thought he was poor at the weekend and quite out of touch with the rest of the defence. He played Palace onside a number of times. Yes, he did. Let's hope he improves in more games. Could just be a fitness thing. That's what I'm hoping. Hello from the other side, as Adele would say, says Richard Dodds. Hope Nigel was back this week. Felt Sean got off lightly last week. I do feel, though, Nigel is like the Dildo Brothers, as he promised to get Maine Marion to meet her Prince Sean, and he's failed to deliver. Lies, lies, lies. To the football, yeah. is there any truth in the rumours Liverpool and Tottenham will definitely come in and still rise from us in the summer? And Declan, no truth Nigel says it. Whatsoever. Uh, what are your fans who've tore, what have you on the fans who tore into Annie? on Twitter for his performance at Crystal Palace. I think he means Arnie. Well, I've already said that. He was lacklustre and without real purpose. Well, that, you've just described the team in the second half, though, haven't you? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I mean, that, that, and that's the, that's the point. Uh, he, he never, you know, he came on after, what, he had 20 minutes to play? and he came on on 70 yeah. minutes. Think, 70 yeah. Ninety twenty minutes of play, yeah, <laughs> and then and managed to run with the ball twice. That was it. 
and that's you know because when all we did was kicked it out, we never really tried to play out the back in the second half. Vincent Matthews says, "Is it me, or does this season now feel very stale? The problem is for the Premier League. Where do we go from here? Apart from a few notable anomalies, finishing position in the league correlates to money spent. So, what about us? We can't outspend the majority of the top six on a regular basis." and always going to spend more than the Premier League small fry. So, unless we get investment from outrageously rich owners in the foreseeable future, a mid-table finish and a cup run if we're lucky. Yep. Yeah. Maybe chuck in a few decent results against the top six, but other than that, it feels a bit stale. I expect fans from the clubs around us feel the same. Or That's welcome to the Premier League. Being a hammer all my life, I'm conditioned to being miserable. And now I'm miserable about this season, not being a miserable enough season, if you catch my drift. <laughs> I think that could be it. You know, West Ham, it was said, the, the, the owners of West Ham, this goes back years, used to prefer it when we was in relegation trouble because they actually got bigger crowds yeah. because there was something to play for. The season... But the crowds, the crowds don't make that chance no, anymore. No, it's though, do different they? now. But it's it's always been that way with West Ham. We always seem to prefer either to be up there or down there. When you get stuck in the middle, you know, I will just look at it now and I think, nothing. Can I be bothered? Not really. <laughs> well, that's that, that. Literally, is the whole of the Premier League, and it? it's just you know, we are the teams like us are, are mate weights to the. The top six, which are just running off with all the money and all the, well, basically, we just can't find it harder and harder to compete. They need to look at it again from our point of view. Recruitment, you know, there's a lot of. I heard some report in the week where all the German clubs are looking at English young English talent, saying this is where all the talent is now, mm. and they they want to get these young English players over to Germany, and the rest of Europe. Yeah, well, the rest of Europe are doing it. We should we should have a little change around in our buying policy and start buying in some younger, unproven players and sort of on some of these English players who've won all does these it, tournaments. Does that worry you, Nigel? You just said that's worrying. What does it worry? What the quality of the Premier League? Is oh, what you're oh the, the quality of English players leaving the, the young players. Generally, you would think you know someone like Jaden Sancho. Uh, 17 years old was he Man City was he before he went to Dortmund so yeah. you would have think a club like West Ham should be looking at that and going well hold up come to, years ago come to West Ham the reason we had a good academy was because we played the kids we brought them through and we, we, we could buy youngsters and we would play them I, I understand now with the Premier League the way it is Years ago, when you got into a season like this, you would then start playing some of the youth players or the reserve players to see how they perform. The problem is where there's no reserve uh, football now, you can only measure the under 23s against other 23s or you'd loan them out to a League One club. But then you create a League One player, possibly. If you overloan to a lower league club, you create a lower league club. These are youngsters that are going to big clubs in Germany and they're stepping up rather than dropping down and they're improving for it. And I think they're the type of players West Ham should be looking at and going, well, we'll have him, we'll have him. The way to break the top six is to get money. The only way we can get money is been buying in young players and selling them selling big money. Yep. We've got to be prepared to sell Declan Rice, but for the right money, not none yeah. of that 35 million rubbish. 
you got to get double that, 78 million, and then go out and, and invest it in better players. That's how Tottenham did it all those years ago. For years, they sold their best player, their best player, their best player. Then, when they'd used it, built together a team to start challenging properly, look, they've got up there and they've stayed there in the top four. They have spent, mate. They have spent, though. They have spent big money. Yeah, but what they've done is, if you look, their net spend now, their net spend is the lowest in the Premier League because while they've spent £250 million, they've recouped £250 million in transfer fee. Yeah. It doesn't concern me this that much, these English players going away and playing because if, I mean, as a West Ham fan, obviously we're not going to touch them, but from a Premier League point of view and from an England point of view, I think it'll be beneficial for the English national team to have these young English players going away playing internationally abroad and bringing it back playing for England. But you know what that is? And I'm gonna four days ago I read an article in Telegraph. English football now produces better youngsters than Germany, says Brusher Dortmund direct technical director Michael Zor. That's yeah, that's what John's and he goes on to say That's what I was how, talking about. Oh, was it? Is that the same story? Yeah. Well, that's what I heard. Yeah, the report about how the Germany are looking because it, it is true. I mean, three or four, three or four seasons back, we won over the last two or three seasons. We've won World Cups and European Championships at all levels. Yeah, and that's why I'm saying that's one way we could compete if we looked at certain areas and got in two or three of these youngsters that won these tournaments England and teams and, and, and you should be looking right he's at Man City he's, he's at Liverpool they're not going to get a game let's, let's get them in, get them in let's, yeah. g- let's give first yeah. team squad get but them in they're not it's a bit like Bournemouth have done with Solanke yeah. and they did they tried it with Jordan I but it didn't pay off you know they're, they're, they're a team that are looking in this way that's how they kind of pick their players Dave yeah. Brooks You've yeah, got to be looking at clubs like Bournemouth, and and uh, well, we've just gone above them, but they're very close to us. Bournemouth on nine thousand fans every week in, week out. Mm. Crappy Bournemouth. Oh, no, no disrespect. Oh, yeah, disrespect to them. You know, Bournemouth, <laughs> you know, ten years ago they were lucky to stay in the in 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 league football. Now look at where they are. And, mm. and it, anyway, it's just, bringing us back, it's bringing clever us recruitment back. and clever. Planning and it's all it's being run correctly. The manager given the chance. Talking about yeah. running from the top, Merriam Williams says, with Karen Brady allegedly receiving a salary of eight hundred ninety-eight thousand pounds last year from West Ham, can the panel, aka Sean, shed any light on why she was paid a further four hundred thirty-eight thousand pounds as a consultant by the club? It's a finder's fee. She. Um... She bought um, Trip Smith as an investor to buy the 10%. And because it was outside her remit for her role as um, vice chairman. I, I'm sorry. I'm she obvious. had. A, I'm just. just don't. I'm just you're reading saying. off the propaganda form. No, I'm not yeah. propaganda. I'm telling you what it is. No, you're telling us what they told you to say. You, you, you're reading it out outside of her well, what, all right, what was it for then? What what magical reason no, it was, was it for? for bringing Trip Smith in, yeah, but why, why is it outside her remit? She's the bloody vice chair or the CEO of the club. She, it's not in a job description oh, to bring investors please. in. Please. What is her job then if it ain't that? Her her job is the smooth operation that, of the back office. 
So why didn't they take money off her oh. then when it didn't oh. run smoothly? Oh, you're so unfair. Yeah. Uh, he also goes on to ask, a question for Nigel, but I think it could be asked to any of us. Is Sean as big a prat off air as he is on? <laughs> Go on, <John>. Yes. I've known Sean for, well, since I was 13 years old. And I would say, yeah. Yeah, he is. Uh, Nathan Wagard says, "Evening, chaps. Plenty still to play for this season. A few players will be playing for West Ham for their West Ham careers. So I expect we will see some good football in the coming weeks. Yeah, don't count on it. Is there any reason why we don't have ball boys at the stadium? Some sometimes it can take an eternity to restart the game. Oh. We do, don't yeah. we? We do." I've seen ball boys. Ian Gravitt says, people saying Lanzini will be fit for the Fulham game. Would you rest him until April as we don't really want to rush him back, especially now Nazri is supposedly fit again? It's, it's not people saying it. It's Pellegrini saying that he'd be on the bench for the Fulham game. So it's up to Pellegrini and Pellegrini we trust. So I, I don't... It's not is Nazri back then? Huh? Will Nazri, Nazri be back? Nazri is... Yeah, Nazri should be back as well. So Nazri... Uh, and Lanzini and Bobwana should be back as well after Who? the break. Bobwana. Bobwana. Bob, who's Bobwana? Yeah. Bobwana. That's how I pronounce it. Ian Gravitt also says, do you think the club should act on away supporters being in amongst the home support? Well, they are, if 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 Sean's to be believed. Only if they like Robert Jones. Robert Jesse says, let's go for Vardy in the summer. Never injured, fairly cheap, and you know he would score goals. Surprise, nobody's mentioned. We did make a bid for Vardy before. Oh, that, well, we That's enough that story the, for another that was day. The season, that was the season after they won the league, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's our chairman for you. Same way as we went for, probably went for blooming Messi or something. Sean. It's the same old the bullshit. <laughs> yeah. you're a cynical was, bunch Martin Payne says I think now it's just planning for next season see who MP wants and keep those he wants to keep and get rid of those he wants rid of there is quite a large list of outs in my opinion our entire collection of strikers for a start over on Twitter Nigel you don't have to have it up do you uh, I've got it if you got it so I can get it very quick yep um I've got it if you want it. Oh, we've got loads on here as well. We're popular now. I think we've increased our right. listening by. Yeah, we'd like to think so. Um, I'm, I don't really know where this conversation started, to be honest. 45 million release clause. Once again, we are the authors of our own misfortune. Mediocre players on high wages, injury plague. Why bother trying to get into Europe when what we really need to do is clear out the deadwood and build a better squad? Then Jane Morris, photographer, says, stop signing people like Wiltshire as though we can afford to risk playing someone 90 grand a week to not play. Our wage structure yeah. is insane and needs looking at. Yeah. Four forwards yeah. and almost 500k a week and can barely produce anything consistently. The blood boils. Irons. 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 Uh, you agree with that, Sean, don't you? What's that? You agree with that? all about the wages because that's the mantra coming out of the club now yeah isn't it? I do agree the wages are too high and who uh, gave the, the, the FFP who gave them we're in danger of FFP let me tell wages? you well we're just trying oh, to keep boy. Pellegrini happy no, well, well, well. 
Reese Bayless says minimum we should be looking at is top ten. I think that we would be good a con- good return considering the usual injuries. Players we bought this year have settled well, and we should be looking already to build in next season. Michael Farrow says the board have written off this season just as they wrote off last season and the last two seasons under Allardyce. There should be life in it, but just staying in the top half feels like it's be, it'd be an achievement. Never happy. Um, Leroy Sane, well, there's loads. If you could switch the goalkeeper, defender, midfielder, attackers with with another club, not name Man City or Liverpool to make... Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what I said to my mate uh, Saturday. If we had Palace's front three, we'd be a brilliant team. Or Benteke? No, not him. Batshuayi, Zaha and Tantan. Batshuayi looked rubbish when he came on. He missed about yeah, I, I think he was good. Batshuayi was first. Where'd he come from? Villarreal, was it? Or somewhere like that? Dude, Batshuayi. Where's he? Glenn's been on loan. Portman. He was voted their worst signing ever. Yeah, Valencia. Yeah, but he still he still did more than our strikers. Uh, James A. Hayward says, I'm loving it. The potential of watching a Pellegrini team for three more years is exciting. We're attacking, playing some great football with commitment. We need more consistency on all three, which will come. Couldn't care less if we finish 7th or 15th. I just want to be entertained. There's some positivity to end. Yeah, it's well sort of question time. Now, all we have left is predictions or Super 6, etc. Nigel, all right. do you want to do that? I only said Super 6 because he got more points than me this week again. Who does? Mr. Whetstone. Did he say Super 6? I didn't say I Super 6. Did. No, you said Super 6 earlier, didn't you? We got the same points as each did other we? this week. Oh, you, I don't know. You was banging on about I've got 17 points. I had 17, but it all fell to pieces uh, at the end, and we just got six you, each. Come on, quickly, please. We've got five minutes. Because you did you, you one nils, usual. All right, just move on to uh, production. Oh, okay. Come, come on, Nigel. All right, top ten. I've stopped doing super six, by the way. Ad- uh, well, I would divide your point, Tally. Uh, Adam Darlington, 315 in 10th. James Madwich, one point higher, 316. The, the Pontiff, Simon Pope, 320. Ryan Smith, you've got 322. Ben White, 325. Fifth is Alan Austin, uh, the car, 325 as well. Mark Matthews is a point higher on 326. We get a 10 point jump in the third place. Phil Walker, 336. And I feel Disley finally loses his top spot three three eight out of Mickey Mouse week. Top of the pole is Lee Davis on three four zero. There you go. Uh this week we didn't score a lot of points. I got six. Simon Pope won the week with sixteen. You I got six. six as well, so I guess we're still in the same positions. Uh, You're still not catching me. Yeah. Um I'll tell you who you are. Good. Predictions. I'm going to go 3 0 West Ham against Fulham. Come on, you Irons. Really? I'm going to go 2 1 West Ham. Nigel? Um, yeah, I, f- I think we'll win 2 0. And I'll go uh, a very inspired 1 0 win to West Ham um, against Fulham. And yeah, that's it. We won't be here next week. FA Cup break. Yeah, which we're not in. We've got warm weather training, haven't we? Yeah, we're off to Malaga. Yeah. We, we should maybe do a weather. No sex. No sex. 
<laughs> You've got the title for this week, haven't you? <laughs> no snicks on all of you. Thanks for listening. Come on, you irons. Come on, you irons. Bye. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.